Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. This is Kier Gladney, the founder of Charity Movement, and we have another episode today. Today means so much to me because we are in Women's History Month, and one of the eldest jobs for women, if you look before the dawning of time, prehistoric times, you would find that a woman's, one of her first jobs is helping other women to birth children. So for even places in Africa, culturally, women were birthing babies before we ever got PhDs for it, okay? So I am super excited for my guest today because she was actually my doula for when um, I had my son Kendrick in October of last year. Uh, she is, this woman is a Flint native. She is a lactation consultant. She created an organization that helps women gain confidence in nursing their babies and even taking care of their children. She has family classes and everything. She does it all in the city of Flint. She has these beautiful things called mocha boxes that she came and brought me when I was pregnant. And it just helped me so much and encouraged me so much as a mom in the city of Flint. So I want you guys to clap it up wherever you are for Shantae Turhune Smith. Okay, welcome her to the Charity Movement Podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. How are you? Look, I feel honored to be here. I'm honored to be here. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Okay, so let's let's get this started. What are some words that you would describe yourself as just so that the people can know who you are a little bit? Okay, how I would describe myself. I would say um over the years, I have become an introverted extrovert. Okay. I have. I, I think my younger years, I was much more of an extrovert, but okay. I think I'm an introverted extrovert. I I love to have a good time, though. Um, I love to laugh. Um, I think I'm more of your happy-go-lucky person. Um, I'm a reader. I love to read. Um, and I just feel like, you know, I always see, like, the the good of people. I'm a thinker. I can sometimes be an overthinker, but I'm working on it this year. I'm, <laughs> on it. I'm being intentional about that. Mm, that's good. I mm. love that. And I, I would agree with that as well. Okay. So the funniest thing is when I first heard of YOLO breastfeeding, right? Before I met you, when I moved to Flint, when I got pregnant for the first time, I was like, what is YOLO breastfeeding? And I was like, you only live once? You only live once breastfeeding? Oh, I got to be a part of that. <laughs> so when I, when I found your website, <laughs> when I realized that it was you overcoming lactation obstacles, I was like, this woman came up with a gold mine. Because it is a huge, it's a huge deal, the struggles that women have with breastfeeding. So can you talk about how you came up with YOLO breastfeeding? Yeah, so with my oldest, because um, people just think I super breastfed all my kids. Um, but with my oldest, it was like a struggle. And it it was the craziest thing about it was I thought she was like not getting enough milk. And mm-hmm. I was actually overproducing and didn't even know it. I just thought she was hungry all the time. Oh my I, goodness. Know. I know. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And so we lasted like three, three months, three, four months. And then the second baby, I was like determined to educate myself. And I was like, I really want to do this. I really want this to work. It was important to me. And so from there, I was just like obsessed with like breastfeeding. I was like, oh my gosh, my mom should try this. And I was like, 
what can I be in the community where it's like helping moms be able to achieve this goal? And so like through my work, I really got even more into breastfeeding once I started going back to work and I finished school. And I was like, I'm going to be the I hate red tape of organizations. So (laughs) I was like, I'm going to be the change that I want to see. And I was like, I don't want to have to deal with the red tape. It could be so much more. And that's how after I passed my board exam, I was like, I'm creating this. And I was like, and I'm just going to hope for the best that it works and I can provide these services to moms. Absolutely. So, okay. So what you talked about how you became so, you know, engulfed in wanting to be a part of lactation. So what made you want to become a doula, though? (laughs) People ask me that. And I will tell you, my first love is the boobs. That is my first love. (laughs) I am like, that is legit my first love. If you had to say, like, you got to pick one, I'm going to pick lactation. Now, I do enjoy births. Um, So actually, so I had my third baby in the ambulance. So I was basically laboring myself. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was giving myself pep talks like you could do this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I actually um, after doing like a year of home consultations for moms with lactation, I noticed like the postpartum doula part. Like once I realized that was really a thing because I was really actually being a postpartum doula for moms and didn't really realize that's what I was doing. Okay. So I became a postpartum doula first. And then I was like, if I'm going to do one, might as well do the other. And so I was like, so I do do more birth doula work, way more than I do postpartum doula work, honestly. But that's how I was kind of like, I started one and I was like, you know what? I could see me doing this and decided to do the other. Wow. I cannot believe that you were laboring in an ambulance by yourself. Oh, she was almost born at the house. (laughs) (laughs) But we glad we are glad that you made it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how can you, or can you speak on the importance of having representation as minorities in the laboring room? How important is that? I think it's important for, the moms now i think like we're moving more into like this black maternal health empowerment space like black moms are like i'm not about to become a statistic i want what's best for me and if that means having a doula then i'm willing to make that investment in me having a doula um i think it gives people a peace of mind especially during covid because now you're at a space where you can only have this one support person in the room. Yes. And then mom, grandma, auntie, sister isn't there. And so even though, shout out to the dads, partners, y'all are wonderful people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like having that woman in the space, whether she's been through it before or not, but just having somebody you trust and feel comfortable with in the space means so much to you. Um And so I see the value in that. And I don't feel like I'm the one who has to speak up for the mom if she doesn't like what's going on. But just to really, like, educate the mom and be like, hey, these are your choices. This is what they're putting on the table. You can say yay or nay to this. We can say wait to that. Like, you have options. And to really embrace those options um, and to take that fear out of the choices in the room. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that with me being pregnant this last time, I think that having you as a doula gave me the confidence that I needed to know exactly what you just said. I don't have to go along with anything that I'm not comfortable with. 
and I have a voice. And I think that that is what a lot of, especially black moms have felt is that they did not have a voice. And even um, I was looking up a lot of statistics and there are so many statistics that say that black women are more pressured to have a C-section before white women. And that is astounding. That is, that is so crazy to me because a majority of the moms that I knew, even around my age, they told me, no, I didn't even, I didn't have a vaginal birth. I had a C-section because they told me that it was just too much time. So, you know, what do you say to that mom that is about to have a baby that feels like, you know, this may be their only option or they're scared to maybe have a vaginal birth? How would you encourage them with that? Let me tell you about your voice. Okay. So <laughs> the thing about it was like you, you come across so reserved. You was like pretty much quiet. And I, and I respect quiet spaces, like, you know, digging deep, like being like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. How I'm doing this. And what's crazy was <laughs> you being like, no, no. And we're like, you ready to push? Mm-mm, not right now. You're like, oh, Okay, like <laughs> we all were like, all right, like we like, you know, you can push now, Mm-mm, but I'm not going to right now. Okay. <laughs> and the cool part about it, shout out to your doctor though, because let me tell you, if your doctor was anybody else, anybody else except for the midwives, if your doctor was anybody else besides the midwives, you would have had a section. And you know what? The crazy earth thing is that even made that experience even more beautiful. And I totally agree with what you're saying is that I felt so much encouragement in the room because not only did I have a black doula, that was a woman that was helping me birth my baby. I had a black doctor (laughs) that was helping birth my baby as well. And they could under, you both understood the struggle. You both understood my emotions, but at the same time you were like, but you don't want to get cut though. Yeah, after a while, we was like, so, uh, they're going to be looking at us like we crazy in a minute. <laughs> like, we might want to go and push this baby you out. Might wanna, this you point. might want to push the baby out. We push this baby out right now. That'll be a good look. So, yeah. I mean, I ain't going to lie. It's not like we didn't want you to push. We was like, you. so you just don't want to? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. But we honored. And that's the, that's the great part about it. Like, you want somebody to honor your choices. Like, and the thing about it, though, I think scare tactics are used with black women in the room. That's good. That's a really good point. And we don't know any better. So we fall for it. And it's like, oh, well, let me do this right now. And it's like, if you would have had like a C-section is surgery. It's major surgery. Yeah. And so I try to tell moms, like, if we can push this baby out, let's do it. So definitely educating yourself and just knowing, like, there's options Stuff can go crazy in labor, yes, but like a real emergent situation, I get it. You have no choice, but a lot of things we can just try to go for it and get it to happen. And why not at least give it a try? Wow. So, other than your experience with almost having your your second baby in an ambulance, um, did you have any other difficulty with your other children? My oldest was a few weeks early. I didn't know my fluid was leaking. So um, I had her at 37 weeks. Um, okay. Thankful she didn't have to go to NICU. She was fine. Um, and I've, I had troubles. I think 
more so my troubles were holding a baby. So I had a couple of miscarriages before I had my oldest. And okay. so they thought I had an incompetent cervix. Um, so I would bleed at the beginning of pregnancies um, at risk of miscarriage. And then um, bleeding after deliveries. So I would have to get Pitocin um, after like the last two pregnancies to try to make sure I didn't hemorrhage. So I get it. And, and the thing, too, is like when you're in the space and everybody's doing things and you're like, well, what's going on? What's this? Was that what you use? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm that person. I want to know, like, what? Why we? I'm like, hold on. I just had natural birth. What you using that Pitocin for? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's what you need a doula for to tell you, like, hey. I'm kind of bleeding some down here. They're just going to give you a little bit of this pit to kind of help close you back up real quick. You know, just to kind of, you need that in the space because it's like a lot going on. Yeah. And I think, I think that when people look at women who are pregnant and they just say, well, it's, you know, it's going to happen. Like your body just knows what to do. My body might naturally know what to do, but my mind does not connect at all. And the reality is, unless you've gone to school for it, or you have extensively studied and looked at things for it, we're all ignorant when we're going into that labor and delivery room. So you need someone to speak to you in plainest terms, like this is what they're about to do. Mm-hmm. This is what that means. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? <laughs> and you see then, how we came in the room. We was like, so you're gonna have to push this baby out. Like <laughs> Yes. And I I, you know, I just when I think about that, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I always tell my husband, like, they had such patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna push this baby out. And I was like, this oh. baby out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did it though. So yes. Yeah. We we did it. We did. <laughs> we. Okay, so why is educating breastfeeding moms and pregnant moms, why is that so important specifically in the city of Flint and Genesee County? It's how you present it. People want somebody they can relate to. Um, and so I feel like certain um, organizations, people are burnt out. Like, you know, like, hey, we just had a water. Well, we are still in a water crisis. And, you know, and people... Yeah. Um, certain services, mistrust, people don't want education from certain places. So if you can be a trusted part of, of the community and people are like, at least I know you're a straight shooter, you're going to tell me like, okay, if you don't put that baby to the rest, you're going to stop making milk. Like, I'll tell you straight up. Like, yeah. So I think you need somebody to always be honest with moms, present them options. Because maybe you just like, I don't know about putting the baby to the breast. Like, But maybe if I present to you exclusively pumping, you like, okay, I'll exclusively pump, but like really meeting people where they are. And I think a lot of organizations don't think about the goals of the family and addressing their goals. Like it's individual, it's, it's real specific family to family, returning to work, everything is specific. We can't just think, um, I want to say like, we just can't think like every mom is a corporate mom and she can have the time to pump and things like that. How can we make it where the mom that, um, pumps she wants to do and she works at mcdonald's and she works at speedway like how can we bridge these gaps and making things happen so i really think we need to educate and meet the goals specifically which you means you might have to hire more people or you might have to invest in a grassroots organization to have that time to make that happen i I think that that is 
so amazing. And I know that I've seen uh, maybe last year you started this initiative with making sure that moms get pumps. And I think that that's so important. That's why it's so important that you're here in the community and you fit so many people because I'm just going to be honest, in the city of Flint, <laughs> I've only heard of YOLO breastfeeding. Whenever I hear, oh, you, you having trouble with lactation, you need to go to Shantae because <laughs> <laughs> can help you. Um, my, my cousin is a nurse at Hurley. And I had just moved to Flint. I just had my first baby. She was like, well, you know Shantae? Because Shantae can help you. I don't know what you're going through. <laughs> and I was like, who is this Shantae? Out here being like, oh, come on, come on. We're going right, to right. on this breast. Like, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that just shows you that in our community, yes, we have marketing. Yes, we have social media. But word of mouth, when you when you really have an organization that has a heart and a purpose for people, word of mouth will take you far. It will. And I think that your organization specifically has been a testament of that. Would you agree? Look, I never be one to agree to stuff like that because I'll be liking to talk to talk about myself. But I, you are it. Okay, 2022, you need to talk about yourself twice as much because you're it, ma'am. You're it. I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. I I really, and the thing about it is, like, people just don't know, like, I pride myself on, like, the website looking professional. Like, the the financial investments that I put into all those things. I don't want you people to think, like, this is just some janky girl talking about some, let me help you breastfeed. Like, no. Like, <laughs> like, I invest, like, I go to different trainings. I try to stay up on things for families. Um Look, I even hired a social media person because I just know I don't have the time for all that no more. And she keeps me on task. She keeps me branded across the board. And I appreciate it. And so I do. I take both sides of it very serious. Like the work I do and supporting families, I take it to heart and serious. Like it touches me when a mom gets like emotional when she first breastfeeds. I fight back tears when I'm in a room like and people have a baby and everybody's it. Like beautiful, it's some bursts that just like I'll be like, hold on, like I know I get the blinking. Like, <laughs> like it's it's very um I don't know. It does. It gives you so much purpose to experience it from the outside looking in. And that brings me joy. And then just the the seriousness of you being like, but I'm a professional. My stuff looks good. You feel like you're not going to no bootleg place. <laughs> you can feel confident in the brand like Shantae know her stuff and I can bang with her. So, yeah, absolutely. OK, yeah. so how do you find the time to do all the things? that you do with YOLO breastfeeding, as well as being a very present parent and, you know, all in your household? Like, how do you do that? So I had to learn to stop trying to be perfect. My husband says, like, I can be kind of like a control freak. I guess that could have been one of my adjectives I used to do. And it's not, I think, control, but you know how it is when you a mama, like you like stuff your way. Yes. You you like the kids, school, everything. You like it a certain type of way. The household ran a certain type of way. So um, I had to start being like, okay, everything can't be perfect. Um, it's like, okay, what? I don't do postpartum doula work like that because it takes so much time. So it's like, where's the areas I really want to focus on? Births can take two days. 
<laughs> like, so you really got to be like, okay, how can I manage my time? And then for me, just realizing like, okay, moving forward, where do I see the organization going and what's the priority? So then I could take some things off my plate and then I can kind of be like, okay, I have more time at the house or I have time to run kids everywhere they want to go. Um, I'll check out every once in a while. People might not believe it. It might not look like it, but I'll have like a, a weekend or, or a couple weeks where I'm just like social media and stuff. She got it. I'm just kind of like low key with it for a few days. And people think I work every single day. <laughs> I, I think you do. Oh. I don't work every day. <laughs> I won't say it's not every day in rows unless I do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Before the pandemic, I was better. Like we would vacay. I would do date nights. It makes it a little harder. But like I was very intentional. Like I love comedy shows. So I was at least doing to be a comedy show. We'll do something with the kids. Um, movie night, Netflix and chill, whole family. So yeah. I do stuff. I do. I try to balance and I won't lie. Sometimes I drop the ball, but I feel like it's all about learning. Like, okay, I need to balance more here or balance more there. So I think it's a process because I feel like when we're moms and entrepreneurs is being a, a mom and a wife could be so much for us. So, yeah. So I, I really loved something that you said about, um, having a vision or what's priority. So how do you determine on your list of things that you could do or that you could specialize in? How do you determine what's important for that time? So like I got probably four projects going right now. I'm like, okay, these two need to go out like yesterday. So okay. they are like a priority for me. And then um, starting a new partnership it's like okay this is a priority for me so then it's like all this other little stuff that even though i'm like i want to work on this it's like that gotta wait how much do you want to put this out and give it focus so that can be done all the way complete and so then i'm like okay and i can keep moving down the list from there so it's really like in the bigger scheme of things i feel like what could support families more okay what do I feel like I'm hearing families tell me that they could probably still need? Can I create this thing, put it out there, and then it's beneficial for everybody? Um, so that's kind of how I prioritize that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love that because doing that will decrease the potential of you being burnt out because you're yep. trying to keep your hand and do everything. Mm -hmm. But you have a few things that you can hone in and focus on it's less likely for you to feel like you don't have enough time in a day. I love that. Exactly. And pay people to do stuff that you like. So that, that's part of releasing that control thing. I'm like, okay, can you do this for me? And I have learned I would rather pay you a pretty penny than for me to be too consumed with trying to have my hands in every single place. Absolutely. I completely agree. Okay. So I have always wanted to know, Mm -hmm. How do you find yourself comfortable seeing women Hattie's babies? You know what, though? I think <laughs> having my own kids helped because, like, I'm telling you, after you get birth in an ambulance, you really don't care about nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just be like, 
everybody done seen it all now. Um, I think that helped. And I think it helps because I know mom needs to be able to feel vulnerable too, because it's like, Shantae's never seen me like this. And so it's kind of like, sorry, like, you know, and for me to kind of be like, it's all good, girl. We got this. And to try to cover up moms when other people come in the room, because sometimes it's like, okay, I don't got comfortable with you. But who is this coming in the room right now? I kind of be like, let me put your leg down for you, girl. Let me put this blanket back over you. <laughs> like, um, it doesn't bother me. Um, it doesn't bother me. Uh, like, and and I actually think it's cool the things I've seen. Like, I've seen babies turn their heads. Wow. While crowning to get in the right position. That was a cool scene to me. Um, I've all I've I've been shot with fluids shooting out. Um my duck game has gotten really good. Um <laughs> I I think I'm so caught up in like trying to motivate the mom to get that baby out that I kind of get lost in like the oh, it's so much going on type of thing. It took me a while to get used to placentas, though, I'll be honest, because the placenta is a very interesting looking organ. See, but it's one thing for you to see it, but it's another thing, you guys. So a part of her doula services, she will send you pictures. I do. And they look so beautiful. Oh, thank they you. They look so <laughs> beautiful. But I just stare at them, and while other people are like, oh, these pictures are so beautiful, my mind goes to... But she had to, like, take pictures. Like, that means she had to look and see, like, oh, this would be a good frame. Like, this would be a yep. good, like. Yep. <laughs> like oh. But I think, I really think that God gave you the perfect personality to do this job. Because you don't make it awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember after I got my epidural, after I was fully dilated, I remember that my doctor told me, to turn over and and get on all fours and try to push once the contraction started. I thought that I was turned already. I did not move, not one inch. And everybody was looking at me like, but you haven't moved. And I said, yes, I did. I'm I'm on all fours. And they're like, no, ma'am, you're on your back. (laughs) So they told me to turn. And I thought that my leg was moving. I thought I was turning and I was, but I was turning right off the bed. You were. Y'all know she caught me. I didn't have no clothes on. She caught me. I said at that moment, I said, <laughs> I knew I had the right doula because I didn't, caught, I didn't want to catch myself. And she caught me. We had to catch you, honey. She was faster than my husband. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his oh, heart. get her. I was like, where was you at, Bernard? Where were you it at? It was all right. He was trying to, he was trying to get out our way. He was trying <laughs> to get out our way. That's all. He was trying but, to let us do our thing. But she just she didn't think twice because she was fully invested in me and my comfortability and my Aww. confidence. I'm telling the moms that I've talked to that this is the type of doula that you need because you need somebody that's going to care about you, right? Before anything else, she's caring about you and your baby and your health. So kudos to you Aww. for being an amazing Black woman, okay. Oh, you baby, don't you dare, baby! I want the people to clap for you wherever they are. I want them to clap for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you are so welcome. Okay, 
So what do you have going on this year that you think that moms or maybe dads or families would be able to uh, be interested in or support? Ooh, child. <laughs> Look, I'm still in my little feelings over here. I'm like, oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> it do. You know what's crazy though? Like y'all might not notice it as doula clients, but I really try to get to fill out the type of mama y'all are. Like, just to kind of like be able to provide you with what you need, like. Like, I know my type A mamas. I know my got to get crunk mamas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it. And it's not in a bad way. Like, I know she type A. But it's just uh, to make sure I give you what you need and meet you where you at. And, like, I really try my best to give y'all that. And and I don't want to say, like, whatever you need, provide it. I'll say that. So. For you to say that. Because let me tell you, you a hard one to read. You are a hard one to read. I was like, is she okay? Yeah. Is she okay? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like I have a I have a an extroverted personality. However, when I go into labor, it's as if I internalize the pain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I do that each time and I realize that like I am so like bubbly everything but when i'm about no yeah she was a different person and i was like okay all right i gotta try to uh <laughs> roll with this i was like this is not the same person because you kept walking in you were like well, is, she, is she in pain or is she i'm like are you good you need like, all right i'm like all right you was like I you need a poke you needed something i was like <laughs> i started looking at the hubby i'm like you want something to drink you show like <laughs> So, yes, I do. I try to really get to know people. But with me getting to know people, like from what I've heard some moms say or whatever, I am working on I'm working on a planner. For mamas. It's like two steps from done. And now, like I did my whole concept and everything like that. But has somebody designed it inside for me see how i took that off my plate i would have probably been like crazy right now i would have had more gray hairs than what i got right now but i was like who can take my vision and like the person who did my website that's who did it for me so shout out to her shout out to melissa she is like my little genie in the bottle right now um i'm taking hypnobirthing class right now to okay. become a trained hypnobirther. Um, we had somebody here locally that was doing hypnobirthing. But she is, yep. Becky was doing it. Um, and so I would refer moms to her, um, families to her. And um, she's no longer doing it. She went back to teaching. And so I was like, gosh, now we don't have anybody locally. And so I was like, how dope would that be if we had a black hypnobirther in that area? Because black families, we end up on that hypnobirthing. Because, you no. know, we, we up here probably think we getting hypnotized. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what it was at first. I was like, what? That's what I thought it was. Yeah. So I'm doing the training for that. Um, I, don't, we, I applied for a grant. If this grant goes through, I think this could be, like, major for our area. So... 
I'm partnering with some dope people. And if this can go through, I think this could change the game. So y'all send me all the prayers that in April that they say yes. I, I just need this one yes from them. And I know I can get money from everywhere else once I get the one yes to just get it off the ground. So well, all, all my people prayers. need to start praying now, okay? Y'all okay. need to start praying now. Right now. We believe it. We, we do believe it. I'm just giving it all of that. Like, I haven't even been speaking if. I keep saying, like, we going to get when it. When you get it in April. When I get it in April, child. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, that's like, the major things that I feel like I, I got in play right now. So, yeah. Well, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, so if they want to find you, if someone wants to find you, they want some help with lactation, they might want to um, work under you to become a doula or a lactation consultant, how would they find you? Yeah, so I got courses too. Y'all be out here talking about some. How can I do what you do? I'm taking a course. I'm going to find time on my schedule. I'm going to take a course because I'm going to be something in life. You you are yeah. something in life already. What you talking about? <laughs> already look mm -mm. yeah so if you want to find me i am on instagram yolo.breastfeeding or if you just looked up yolo breastfeeding it should come up it should, it'll come up like that on facebook too it, everything is pink and green um you'll be like yep this is her page and she's <laughs> talking about um and also on the website it is yolo breastfeeding.org boom and you can schedule on there. You can see what all courses we have. If you want to, like, you know, become a professional in the field. Um, if you want breastfeeding classes, childbirth classes, all that good stuff like that, you can schedule right there on the website. Mm, shoot me a message. You can text the number on the page. All of that good stuff. So, and we will add it to um, in the description box on YouTube as well as the description box with our audio podcast as well. <laughs> Look at technology. Look at technology. Yeah. So you can find her and she can help you with all of the things. All the things. I, I want to meet you where you at, wherever your goals. If you want an epidural for a birth, I don't, that's up to you. I will educate you on whatever you need and you can still have a doula for a birth. It doesn't mean, now if you sleep, I'm probably go somewhere to go to sleep too, but, <laughs> but I'll be there. Every single thing she just said, happened to me okay i reached out to her after my 20 weeks and i was like is it too late to have a doula i just want to know is, is it too late am i too late is this past the expiration date she was like no it's not. i was like, okay well i'm hiring you mm -hmm. um that's what i want to do mm -hmm. i had people ask at like 32 33 weeks so i was like okay <laughs> we'll be doing this so yeah yeah you can do it y'all can do it out here you can have natural births and don't be afraid. And you can, I'm telling you, my first birth this year, she thought she couldn't do it. And she did it. There you go. And she did it. Well, regardless of how you do it, you're still a beautiful woman, empowered, and can do anything. Okay. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and letting me interview you. It was such a pleasure. I enjoyed it. It was Thank it was an you. honor, you know. So. <laughs>
So we appreciate you. Make sure, guys, that are watching that you like, comment, and subscribe to the Charity Movement YouTube channel, as well as going to view us or hear us on audio podcasts while you're driving or maybe while you're doing something, while you're pumping, you can listen, you know, you can listen and take some notes of what to do. Um, and thank you so much for supporting us. I love you guys. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon. Mm.